You're listening to the Tumbling Saber Podcast, a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Check us out on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everybody, welcome to this 179th episode of the Tumbling Saber podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. I'm Carlos. Welcome back, everybody. We are well under the 200-day mark until the rise of Skywalker. We have safely sailed through that barrier. How are you doing, guys? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. I'm loving yeah, it. Summer's finally here. Yeah, in a big way. Well, I hope you guys didn't check the forecast. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, keep it that way. It, it'll the illusion will last longer. <laughs> yeah, we have we're having we're in the midst of a very brief uh, heat wave here in Montreal. It was scorching, scorching summer hot, thirty five degrees Celsius. That's what ninety for our American friends, ninety something. It was hot. Mm. Good weekend. Well, actually, a very poor weekend. If you if you would plan to do a lot of outside work as I had done. <laughs> really oh god lots of yard work to do uh, i was getting the pool up and running i am i'm uh i'm a deep shade of pink right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'm hurting pretty bad man i did a lot of yard work moved a lot of lumber i also played in the uh local soft tournament. It, was, it was pretty brutal man i probably got like five hours of sleep was right back at the park early this morning. But yeah, the Sunday curve and always we do so well. We destroyed team in the tournament pretty much by like 10 points. Runs. And They're called runs in softball, Corey. Get it right. Either way, whatever. Isn't softball for girls? Sorry. No way, man. It's yeah. awesome. I know it is. I'm so <laughs> sore just from playing. I'm, I'm looking for a team. I want to join. <laughs> Every every time I'm like, ah, oh, whatever, you know. But just moving the way you do and the way you have to and stopping abruptly, like I'm hurting pretty good. But it's fun, like hell. You guys are you guys are like little lobsters over there, and I'm like a nice golden, nice golden <laughs> brown. Yeah, like, like a certain golden droid. Oh, why do you ooh, go there all the time? <laughs> Jeez, a little crack back there. Uh, moose-headed Latino. No, uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Fun times. So, did we, did we have any Star Wars-related activity this week? Uh, How so? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I watched the uh, I watched the Last Jedi on Thursday, and uh, let me say the shine wore off. The shine, the, the the bloom is off the rose. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it slid down like three spots on my list. So where is it at really, now? Eh? Five or six. That's so easily. So it was what two or three before? Yeah. Well, you you had Rogue One and Empire, right? And then Revenge yeah. of the Sith. That's right. And then you had what? Last Jedi after that. Uh, actually, I had Last Jedi before. Revenge of the Sith. But uh, it slid below that. And it slid below A New Hope. 
What anything right. in particular, or just uh, send all the hate mail to at Chop Rules with a Z? <laughs> uh, I, I'm not a fan of the score of the movie. I can I, see I, this. I, I it's extremely cheese. Um, there are obviously there are elements that like make it watchable. But yeah, it's uh, and it's still it's still in the top five of of the ten that have been released so far. But man, I don't know. It's just it's not uh, it's not aging well on me. The score or the the movie itself? Well, the movie itself, but the score is playing into it plays into the the editing of the film as well, and there's just something that's off about it. Like the more I watch it, you know. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the score is like I've always called it almost like a greatest hits of Star Wars where it has so much of Leia and it's got Yoda's theme in it and it's got uh, Luke and Leia's theme. It does yeah. play a lot on the old classics. And maybe that was Ryan sort of saying that you know, at the time, this is going to be my one and only Star Wars project. I, I need to put in all the things that I want to put in just so that my... I, I just so I can say that I put all my favorite Star Wars things into a Star Wars flick, that my stamp is on it. So maybe that was part of it. And yeah, on the, on the other side, like the the new stuff made for the movie, not a lot of it's tremendous. Obviously, the the March of the Resistance and, and uh, Ray's theme, yeah, the Battle of Crate, all that stuff is is terrific. Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm gonna say it right now, and and. Uh... It's Rose's theme is just, I can't, I just, I can't. It is probably the worst thing I've ever heard in Star Wars. The worst thing. The worst thing I've heard in Star Wars. Hmm. Well, there you go. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. And it's, no need and to I, apologize. I, and, and I like the character. It's not, it's not a question of that. It's just that it, the theme makes me dread those parts of the movie. Nothing to do with the character or the portrayal, because I think Kelly Marie Tran does a great job. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Well, they I can't drop winners. Carlos from the call. Yeah, we, you see, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this would happen. You know, I haven't, I haven't watched it in, it's been, a, it's been maybe three or four months, I feel like, since I've watched Last Jedi. I need to give it another watch soon. That's yeah, a good one, man. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> We're still oh, waiting to man. see. I, I, I still, part of me wishes I could just peek into the future to see how the film ages. Because obviously, I mean, it still is pretty touch and go out there when you talk to people. It's 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 either amazing or just you know, I I I wouldn't. Uh, you know, I wouldn't polish my boots with it. It's way mm. it's one or the other. There's I I I think that this the sliver in between where it's like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, that's where I am now. That's that's where I am. And I oh. and I, I really do wonder where or how episode nine will affect it. Will it make it look better or worse? I I, I have a feeling it's gonna make The Last Jedi not not worse, but maybe more forgettable. I, I think that JJ is going to skip over a lot. And, and I think a lot of people are going to 
may, and maybe this will be a very justifiable thing, but I think there'll be a lot of ability to watch TFA and episode nine and skip episode eight. For those who wanted to paint that picture or, or have that be a reality, I think they'll be able to do that. That's just the sense I get from, you know, reading what I've read and it's just, it's just the, the, the impression I'm getting from it all. But yeah, I, I do need to pay it uh, another visit. So Corey, anything with you in Star Wars this week? Well, collecting wise, uh, I finally got something in the mail. I had told you guys about it a few weeks ago. I made some talk some turkey with a, a brother of mine over at a Canada Black Series forum. Anyhow, I got uh, finally got a, a I think it's the Blue Series uh, Palpatine. Nice. And Maul as well from the orange line. So yeah, the mall was been open, but you know, the box was still nice. So I don't really care, you know, but yeah, that's, they were pretty sweet. I got a decent deal on them. I've been waiting a long time on both of them, especially mall, but Palpatine too. Now, like with the whole rise of Skywalker thing now, I was like, ah, can wait no longer. I think there's a black series Palpatine coming later this year where he's sitting on his throne. I think you're right. I'm going to, I, I, feel like I need to get that. That looks like it's going to be a must-have. Yeah, that's for sure going to be on my list. Um, my updates... Actually, I have a pretty hefty update. I don't know if this, this counts as, as of now, but well, I did find copies of Vanity Fair, so I bought both. And I, I, I think I'm stuck in this mentality of like 1999 when it comes to buying magazines, where I still think they're all 4 dollars so I show up at the, at the magazine store and hey sweet there they are so I grab both copies go to the go to go to the checkout and he rings them up and he's like all right that'll be 1890 please I'm what <laughs> I don't have anything else here dude it's just yep and I checked the cover price 799 a pop plus our 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 massive tax here in Quebec yeah almost 20 bucks for two magazines which really the only difference between the two is the cover. But now I have, I'm happy to say that I have all of the Vanity Fair, Star Wars, all the covers. And I, I got to figure out something to do with these. Cause I, I don't want to just take these, toss them in the closet and never see them again. So I, I got to figure something out there. Uh, but yeah, I also, I, I pre-ordered a bunch of stuff and more than I should have. <laughs> I did something very stupid guys. Uh Oh, Oh. oh man no i it's it's all vintage collection related and i don't have an itemized list so but i did order waves five and six in, in their entirety yeah so that's nice. nine separate figures nice. nine separate figures uh all the all this from uh juggernaut toys so they they've made a, a a good bit of cash off me this past uh past week and so i bought yeah waves four uh five and six which again is, is nine figures and then I ordered, it's, I think, an Elite Clone Trooper, also Vintage Collection. That is on pre-order. So I grabbed that as well. And th uh, three of Jabba's, you know, uh, skiff guards. So I've got a lot of, of stuff coming. Dude, that's sweet. Yeah, a lot of stuff. And then, that you know, in, in less than a month, I, if all goes to plan, I will have um, 
my hyper real Vader. That's coming too. So I'm I'm a little bit scared. There's going to be some very expensive credit card bills coming in the future, and uh, future Kyle's problem. It's future, future Kyle's, Kyle's problem, problem, I suppose. I'll keep telling myself that. I'll stick to my motto there. And I'm trying to find the list, but yeah, okay. So here's. I don't know. It would have been smart if I had actually saved, but I'm I'm getting another Chewy. <laughs> Chewy is part of one of these waves. Uh, there's a, a a Jedi Knight Luke among them. There's a I think a biker scout is somewhere in there. Anyway, I'm not going to go th- digging all all nine figures, but I'm I'm happy with the selection there. But yeah, needless to say, pretty pricey stuff. But I'll keep you in the loop as to when I get them, and I'll. I'll pop some pictures in the uh, in the Facebook group but that just leaves the Leia and in, in Bush disguise I don't know when I'm going to get that nobody seems to have that one I have it yeah I bet you do <laughs> <laughs> so yeah well I was I actually was talking to a dude who's who's got a, a, a duplicate um, and he was willing to let it go like I'll, I'll sell it to you for cost I was like, oh, that's really sweet, dude. But then it was like 15 bucks to ship. So it's like 35 bucks for one figure. I, I said, I'll hang on to it and I'll, well, hang on to it. I'll, I'll try, I'm going to try and find, I'll try and get lucky. Hopefully something in the wild pops up at some point or I find it at a con. But yeah, I, I can't do 35 bucks for one figure. Yeah, I've also, yeah, it's, it's got the hover tank commander, it's got Lando, uh, Crate Luke, I'll also be getting Phasma. Uh, Death Star Gunner, I think, is is part of it. So a lot of cool figures coming. So I'm looking forward to that. Just not the credit card bill that goes in it. But I, I think with all this, it, I may have priced myself out of uh, attending Montreal Comic Con. I, I think I may have just taken myself right out of that, saved myself any money that I really wanted to spend on tickets or you know autographs from Ray Park. He's going and it, somebody else is, is, is going now. There's two Star Wars alumni that are going to be at Montreal. I may just have to skip it. Yep. Anyway, I'll keep you all posted. I'm going. Are you going to go? <laughs> yeah. Most likely. Didn't you say that last year? Last year, no. I didn't really plan on going last year. There was... Uh, wasn't, I didn't find there was much, much going on, but... This year, too. I mean, it's okay. It's going to be the same old, but... I know a few people are going to go check it out. Yeah, I'm not. I, I looked at the the list of artists. Eh, I mean, there, there's there's some names there, but none of them are ones I'm like, ooh, I really want to go see that person do some work. Oh, Elijah Wood. That's who it is. The Star, Star Wars legend, uh, Rucklin. What's his name in yep. Resistance? I can't remember. He's in resistance. He's a little snooty little brat. It's funny because we binged uh, Lord of the Rings a couple weeks ago. And then and then they announced Elijah Wood. I was like, hey, check it out, guys. Frodo's coming to Montreal this year. My kids were like, well, you got to go. I'm like, uh, okay, we'll go. And now I'm going to have to tell them that we're not. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Uh, Carlos, anything uh, collecting-wise for you? Uh, no, I uh, bought an espresso machine. Uh, so yeah that's it that's that's what i got this week is, is it a star wars espresso machine 
Uh, it kind of looks like a stormtrooper's helmet. Does okay. that count? Yeah, sure. Cool. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a actually it was a, it was a big week in birthdays, and you gifted this to yourself, right? It was a, it was a, one of those weeks where it's like, ah, you know what? I deserve this. Uh, well, no, it's Father's Day next week. So, uh, what I did was I bought it and then I, uh, I was, uh, at my, my mom's house for, uh, for, for lunch and, uh, my kids were, what'd, what'd when I walked in, uh, my mom made a nice stretch of me and, uh, meatballs. And, uh, if you're, if you're a friend of mine on Facebook, you probably saw the picture I posted of my kids making, uh, meatballs in like a sweat, sweatshop industrial line <laughs> <laughs> which was pretty funny and uh so yeah uh, sausage and meatballs and and strawberries for dessert it was a, it was a great great lunch so when i walked in and i had the espresso machine with about uh what five dollars worth of coffee uh, <laughs> i'm like thanks for the father's day gift boys nice that yep. was very that was very thoughtful of them it was honestly <laughs> they're the best <laughs> Yep. Well, uh, in, in, in gifts and, and events and birthdays and all that, Star Wars last week, three big names, Kathleen Kennedy, Dave Filoni, Natalie Portman, whose birthday is today, all having big birthdays this week or this in, in early June. Like, okay, all let, right. let me ask you, if, if you got to have sit down, have have dinner with one of those three, who would it be? I'm picking Filoni. Yeah, hands down. Uh, it's a tough choice, man, because there are different reasons for wanting to have a sit down with any, any one of them, right? Uh, for uh, sure. Where, where, where are we having dinner? Let's pres- let's make this wherever precise. you want, man. Yeah. Irrelevant. It could be at a pub. It could be at a nice restaurant. All right. So I'm uh, taking. Uh, since these people are millionaires, they're paying, right? Sure. All right, cool. So I'm uh, I'm taking uh, Natalie Portman, and we're gonna go have seafood. Um, is she vegan? I don't care. <laughs> uh, doesn't really matter. She can have the uh, salad. Yeah, she can have whatever she wants. It's all good. Could be a liquid lunch. I I don't care. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a nice place on uh, on Notre Dame Street in uh, in Griffintown. Nice trendy spot. Liverpool House? No, no, it's right next to Grinder. Um, oh jeez. Yeah, it's expensive. That is. <laughs> it's a nice place. Very good, actually. Very good food. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know because like there there's. Of course, I would love to take Natalie Portman to dinner or have her take me to dinner. That would be a no-brainer. Like, just to be able to say that is, like, that's almost bucket list. But then, you know, to talk to Dave Filoni and pick his brain about what he thinks about Star Wars and his views on things would be fascinating. Yeah, but the, but how truthful is he going to be? How much yeah. is he going to tell you about – that? that's the thing. It's like uh, – like, Even just stories, too. Like, to say, like, oh, this one time I – Yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. Just you know, talking shop. Yeah, I, yeah. I think in this scenario, it's the ground rule is that he's he's not messing with you. I mean, he's not going to tell you, he's not going to give you all spoilers for what's coming, but 
he'll be honest and upfront and tell you what he can. He's not going to be the coy guy that you that you know when he's up on stage and he's like, ah, I know, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, Dave. But then, of course, you could sit with the boss, Kathleen Kennedy, and just have her tell stories from, you know, the 70s and 80s when she was working with legends. <laughs> I don't know. That's a tough one, man. It is a real tough one. But anyway, uh, did did you guys see any of the video game news from over the weekend? Oh, man, I saw the um, the demo that they released. For Jedi Fallen Order? Fallen Order. Isn't oh, my God. Pretty rad, right? Yeah, it looked cool. Dude. Oh, man, it looked amazing. I was actually watching um, Cody and Mopar at uh, the Rogue Squad pod, and um, they, they were just kind of commenting over it. It's like, oh, my gentle Jesus, and so now I have to buy a console. Like, why? <laughs> why me? <laughs> yeah, it looks great. It really does look cool. The, the lightsaber combat looks looks. I guess it looks next level. It's it's not just the uh, you know rinse and repeat. Press press the square button, and it'll just you'll do the same slashing move over and over. Like it looks like there's a variety of stuff happening that you could do. But the thing that stood out to me that I, I really loved is that when you like hack and slash a, a, a trooper, like they have that like burn mark, that glowing orange red burn that yes. you see, that lightsabers leave, and they, that was being left on all the stormtroopers that you attack, which I thought was a nice touch, a cool detail. But yeah, I was I was surprised. They, they saw Guerrera as a part of this. Yeah. Yeah. And they they got Forrest Whitaker back in to do the voice again. Such a cool thing, man! I'm so glad that they they've they've baked this into canon. Uh, but what about the uh, the Lego game? Did you guys catch that? I saw some of the news about it. Like uh, I didn't. I don't know if they showed a demo or not. I wasn't. Uh, I'm not up to uh, to snuff with that. But uh, it's cool that they're they're going to release it in early 2020 after the saga is over, so that. They, you can actually play uh, campaigns from each movie, which is really nice. Super cool. All nine movies involved. You can you can just jump into the game at any point on the timeline that you choose. Oh, that's I, so cool. Yeah. So if you if you if you're in a prequel mood, you just jump into Phantom Menace or or whatever, whatever doesn't matter. If you if you're OT, if you're feeling the sequels, you just jump in and do it. And man, the Lego video games are so addictive. I don't know if you guys have played them before. I haven't, but it's because uh, I have an addictive personality and I try to stay away from these types of things. But uh, <laughs> yeah, when I it, fall, y'all. When, it, when I fall in love with something, I just I I just go so hard on it until I just burn out on that thing. But yeah, I, I remember my wife and I, we rented a, a Star Wars Lego game maybe 10 or 12 years ago. And we were having so much fun with it that I think we stayed up until like three in the morning playing. It's it was just like they're just so fun. It's like watching that the, the Lego Adventures on cartoon, which are hilarious and they're cute and they're they're funny. It's it's like playing that. They're so so well done. So definitely come twenty twenty, I will definitely be picking this up one way or another. And plus, it'll make a good uh, it'll make a good babysitter. It's <laughs> yes. one of those games where I don't mind. It's like, guys, go downstairs and play Star Wars Lego for a bit, and the kids will disappear. 
Yeah, it'll be awesome. Oh, by the way, just to uh, bring it back to the thing, what I was saying before, uh, the restaurant is called Macro on uh, Notre Dame Street. Hmm. Fantastic. Macro, huh? Yeah. That's great. I'll file that away yeah, for that's, later. That's, that, that's lovely. Have you been there, Corey? Yeah, eat there. Like, shut your all pie the time, mouse. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, Corey's the guy with the uh, we, the Ferrari parked out front that says uh, meat, meat man. Meat man. Did you see? Yeah. Did you guys see Get that? It right. <laughs> Only because you showed me. <laughs> oh, so it's for those who don't know, it's F one weekend here in Montreal today. We had the big race, but as I was telling Az and and James on Twitter, it just brings out all the real big douchebags from out oh. of the woodwork. For one weekend, the downtown core is just, it's Ed Hardy t-shirts, and it, I, I can't deal with these people. Ferrari Puma shoes. Oh, yeah, it's, and everybody thinks they're an F1 racer this weekend. Oh, my God. I swear to God. One guy was tail, tailgating me, and I near went to a dead stop on the carry i i was <laughs> no joke i'm like dude i cannot move out of the way and i can't go any faster because there's a car right in front of me who do you think you are settle down turbo <laughs> settle down <laughs> oh i was i was livid it's uh, this weekend just brings the worst out in people Oh, God. Anyway, so yeah, I, I posted a picture of of some dude. I hope he doesn't listen to the podcast because he's not going to like us anymore. But he's got this nice... Man. Yeah. Imagine, <laughs> imagine you drive a Ferrari and you get a vanity license plate called Meat Man. What are you telling the world? You're telling everybody that you pro, your cover, your, the cover for your illicit activity is that you're a butcher. <laughs> but in reality, you're in the mob. So just, just nobody cares. You have a Ferrari. Nobody cares. Ugh. He cares. Meat Man cares. Oh no, he cares way too much, and that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it is the problem, and that's why you will never find me downtown on F1 weekend uh, ever. All right, so it was a really light news in Star Wars this week. But we got a couple little things uh, that we'll spend a few minutes on here. And one comes courtesy of Rick. Actually, two of them courtesy of Rick. Rick was busy this week. He sent us some images of Lando's Casio calculator watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, one is a screen grab from Empire where he's 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 tapping away on his little keyboard, his oop, keyboard beep, watch, oop, oop. calling up uh, Lobot. And the other is from the, uh, the photo from Vanity Fair from a couple weeks ago, where you can see on, in his sleeve is what looks to be the same watch. So now we're, we're fandoms are asking itself, could land, uh, could we see Lobot in Rise of Skywalker? What do you think, Corey? Uh, I highly doubt it, to be honest. I mean, it would kind of be awesome. Everybody loves Lobot. It might just be after the fact. It could be a little too fan servicey. Like, uh, I like kind of like thinking like, you know, it's, it's could be like a, just a communicator in general, you know, or just like this highly, uh, like a Rolex kind of, you know how he rolls. I mean, it just could be uh, a typical watch, right? It's not or, or a communicator. Rolex. I said Rolex. 
<laughs> but that means they would I have hate- to recast Lobot. Yeah, that's not happening. Wouldn't that be a slap in the face? Not my Lobot. Yeah. Yeah, not my Lobot either. What do you think, Carlos? Are we going to see Lobot in Rise of Skywalker? (sighs) (laughs) Don't think too hard. (laughs) I hope not. Honestly. It's not... Actually, you know what? I hope not. But if it's just jammed in, take of it, it's like, oh, God. If If it's as on the nose as... Dr. Evazan and Ponda Baba from Rogue One. See, I, I didn't mind that as much. Yeah, You're that, just bumping that still into that. But if, if Lando beeps and boops, beep, boop, beep, boop, and then the guy comes in and does something, it's like, seriously, the same playbook? Like Ponda Baba and Dr. Uh, and is it, it's, I, I mean, I've, I actually enjoyed that. I thought it was cool. Yeah, it's one of those things that. But you like, know why? I can't. I can't get on board with. I'm. I'm a. I. I, I need to be upfront. You know, this is. Uh, I'm. I'm a paid show for Rogue One, so. Uh, it, my opinion on the matter doesn't count. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, if if Lobot's in it, fine. I hope it's. I hope it's. I, if it would be any more than him just standing off to the side. I think that would be excessive. But if he is just in in an office, for example, if we meet Lando there and he is sitting on a couch or standing behind Lando, okay. But otherwise, yeah, I think it's, oh, look what they've done. Anyways, a cool a cool spot there by Rick. Uh, and he also sent us an image. He put, he put it in the Facebook group earlier this week of, an, it's, a, it's an image of Kylo Ren wearing his reforged mask and the, the images from uh, a licensing expo that happened this this week so it looks like kylo will once again be the centerpiece of, of merchandising efforts surrounding uh, the rise of skywalker which isn't all that surprising but I, I i think this is our first real look at kylo wearing the repaired helmet like can you guys think of anything else where we may have seen that already on his head I don't have anything. Well, we knew it was happening for sure. Well, we, we, I, we saw the helmet being reforged, but we never saw him wearing it. So the, you could always present the case that maybe he's rejected the helmet and whoever's, whoever we see reforging it, maybe he's not interested in it. But it, it looks like with this, ev- this image as evidence that he will probably wear it. What about the... Um... That toy line thing that we saw drop a while ago. Was it toys? I feel like we've seen it before. Just not like a like a not a photo like this clear, obviously. Uh you're right. I think there has been yeah. They were all small, you know, like like they were hard to make out details. I think I think they may have we've may have seen something out of celebration. Like packaging, Rise of Skywalker packaging, which is which was Kylo Ren with the reforged helmet. So maybe this is like 1A in terms of the first real look at Kylo. Um, yeah, I'm just Googling it here. Yeah. Kylo Ren with the helmet is on the Rise of Skywalker packaging. What does that, what does that mean to you guys, though? Like he's in the helmet, he's out of the helmet. Like we, it seemed pretty 
poignant in, in The Last Jedi, that noted cinematic failure, when he smashes the helmet into pieces, it seemed to be like putting an exclamation point on him being done with this. But if he's putting it back on, what does it say to you guys? Uh, well, I just want to say that I hope that we get some of his motivations behind wearing it, you know, but what, to what you're saying, Kyle, like, I think symbolically it can represent a couple of things, to be honest. Um, like it could possibly represent kind of like his torn and fractured spirit. You know, we've always, that's been a theme throughout of Kylo being torn in two directions, the light and the dark. There's still maybe the fractured force in general. Or it can kind of be the complete opposite in the sense that Kylo's uh, resolve is now, you know what I mean? Like he's repaired his fractured emotions and he's kind of whole again and kind of like willing and ready to unleash his will. Like he's out from Snoke under Snoke's thumb now, right? So you know, maybe he's like, man, I'm a helmet guy. Like I'm going to do me. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, this is who I am. Like, this is what I want. I'm not going to like, or maybe you met up with the Knights of Ren and they were like, bro, where's your helmet? Yeah. I I don't know what to make of it. I, I don't know what to make of it. Like for him to, like I said, when he took it off, it seemed like a big deal to him. Like, I don't need this. I'm me. And the the galaxy is going to get ready for this. But now if he, if whoever puts it together gives it back to him and he puts it back on like you you know that he's just going to lose the mask again. Yeah, for sure. I, w- I was going to say like I hope we see it a little more than we to be honest because it is cool. It's I have masks. They're kind of scary and whatnot. <laughs> but uh Adam Driver good man. His performance is just so uh, spellbinding that the guy the mask has to come off and that hair <laughs> the hair <laughs> they got well you don't hire adam driver and then stuff him in a mask for for two hours that's that's I me mean, that's the way i look at it but i i don't know i don't know what the, the, the whole roller coaster of it is carlos anything you can uh add to this um, I I am thinking that he just uses it to try to recruit, uh, the uh, the Knights of Ren, uh, to or or to kind of lead them. Uh, but I, I don't think he keeps it. I think it's just a it's just a tool. Are we going to talk about uh, the 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 pictures of the Knights of Ren? Didn't we do that last week or two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Or is there another picture that uh, somehow... There's another picture that actually uh, clarifies that they actually have lightsabers attached to their belts. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, there is a couple of them that appear to have lightsabers attached to their belts. That's right. That's that is, that's reassuring, man. Yeah, that makes me feel a lot better. Because that was one of the things that I was not happy about. Because, yeah. you know, yeah, have no life and stuff. But, uh, yeah. No, I, I did I, I remember really seeing that yeah, like for sure one guy has. And it appears that there was another another knight of Ren that had it. But I, I imagine if one has, they all do. But they just prefer the the butcher weapon option. Well, I, I find that pretty cool too, because if, if if they choose if they keep the lightsaber with them, 
but opt to use, you know, the, the big axes and <laughs> rifle arms and whatever it is that they've got. To me, it speaks volumes about what types of people these guys are. Like, it, sh- it should mean that they love violence and, and chaos and destruction. And I, I think this trilogy needs a little bit of that on, on a personal level. Mm. All right. So that's that. Yeah, that's pretty rad. That's cool. That's good news. Um, Yeah. So, all right. We've, we've kicked around Kylo Ren a little bit. Um, are we done with Kylo? I'm done. With yeah, him. pretty much. I'm, I'm excited to see it, man, to be honest. Like, I, I again, I just want to get more behind this, everything we've talked about, just his motivation in choosing to to put it back on yeah i just hope there's cons- coherence to it like i don't want him to put it back on and be like yeah this is cool and yeah then, like or the dude that repaired it's just like here's your repair great excellent like and then he just loses it again like i hope there's a a, a readable reason flow. and yeah reasons that that track in the story that go oh yeah that makes sense that he has it here this is what he's saying to us, or here's yeah, here's what he's saying to his to us here as he puts the helmet back on, from and then just to lose it again or take it off again. What is what is it telling us now? All right, so uh, let's move on here. We got uh, D twenty three. That that is happening from August twenty third to twenty fifth this year, and it looks like we are going to get some looks at uh, at some upcoming Star Wars projects. So I've got a couple of quotes from the news release, and one of them goes, On Friday afternoon at 3.30pm, the highly anticipated streaming service Disney Plus will give guests a first look at some of its original content, including Lady and the Tramp, The Mandalorian, High School Musical, The Musical, uh, and blah blah blah. Who cares? So, (laughs) it looks like we're getting The Mandalorian for sure. Um, Which, again, is, is reassuring, and I'm excited for it, but the clock is ticking here, guys. Like it's this is not happening until late August, and the show. I mean, two months after that, we are gonna have the show. Like they gotta get the marketing going for this, don't they? Yeah, who knows what we're gonna hear about this? Maybe they're keeping it uh, under wraps for this, and then coming with a big push. You know, like maybe they'll have some extra info for us. That's what I'm really exciting about. Excited about is to see if they have anything maybe new to tell us like uh here's one more series in the near future whatever it is so you think the one that bob Iger hinted at, at yeah that, it kind of seems like it's alluding to something See, he did hint at a third show well, we know we're getting the cassian show right yeah he but he he basically confirmed at least one more uh, over and above the, the the two shows that we know about so I do you think he's do you think they'll reveal what they're doing at, at D23? Uh I don't know. For sure fans are in for a treat in the long run. Like maybe it's just gonna be a sneak peek of the Clone Wars or the Mandalorian again. Maybe they get to see the pilot episodes or something along those lines. But uh yeah, I kind of agree with you. They they definitely gotta get the campaign, the marketing campaign going and I don't know. I think announcing new projects while promoting these ones as well is another good way of drawing attention. So hopefully that is the case. Where are you at with this, Carlos? Uh, I don't know if um, 
there's too many things in the pipeline that haven't started yet uh, for me to say, oh, they have to give me something more. Um, but I mean, they, they usually schedule things this way on purpose. Like they probably could have, they probably had it in, uh, on their desk, uh, for celebration, but they, okay, no, we're too jammed at celebration. So let's wait till three, three, you know, like they, they have, I'm sure there's a plan. It's everyone who's on change.org thinking that they don't, I'm sure they do have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but I personally, I just don't think it, um, it's a, probably a way for them to sell tickets to that event. And I don't like that. That's the one thing that, uh, that, that I'm not on board with, but uh, yeah, I mean, if, if there's something that's concrete and they're going to say, we are making an Obi-Wan series, then I'm like, uh, yeah, baby. Yeah. Well, on. Friday when this news dropped I was talking with Nathan in the in the Facebook group and it's like they waited so long to get the marketing rolling for Solo and obviously that didn't do them any favors in terms of how how the movie performed I I I I I'm a little bit afraid that they're repeating a mistake here by waiting so late to get marketing for Mandalorian going it, it seems like a a risky move. And I'm like you said, I'm sure there's a plan and obviously they are much smarter than I am, but I, I do think they need to start getting word out from this. Like we all know about Disney plus we know about Mandalorian. I don't think many other people do outside of, of, of big fans. Like when I talk to people at work about the, uh, the Disney, Disney streaming service, they don't know. They have no idea this is happening. So Disney really needs to get moving with this. And then uh, on Saturday, uh, the Walt Disney Studios will present a behind-the-scenes look at its blockbuster collection of upcoming films on Saturday, August 24th at 10 a.m. Uh, fans will see what's on the drawing board for the acclaimed filmmakers at Walt Disney Animation Studios and uh, Pixar Animation Studios and get a peek at the exciting slate of live-action projects from Disney to Marvel uh, Marvel Studios to Star Wars. As always, attendees will be treated to exclusive footage, special guest appearances, and more. So they're again promising uh, some news from from the big screen, but uh, obviously I'm wondering if if that's going to be a look at the Rise of Skywalker, or or dare we hope that they tip their hat and and slide in more about future projects. I don't know. What, what are you guys What are you guys hoping for? Uh, I don't know, man. To be honest, like, I'm always down with more content, <laughs> but I'd like to see what they just they have up their sleeves in general. Like, I, I don't think they, they know what they're doing. Like, I know, like, he said they don't want to pe- repeat uh, past mistakes, but I don't know. I, f- I feel like, at least in the long run, anyone who's going to get onto the streaming service is probably going to look pumping it heavy. Like, it's the first thing you're probably going to see, or one of them, anyhow, right? When you open it up on the homepage. Well, we've moved past the streaming service. We're into movies now. Oh, well, <laughs> movies. Uh, I don't think we're going to get anything, man, to be honest. Like, well, we just we, we OK, well, this is the part where Corey's exposed as not having paid attention for the last couple of minutes. So I'll move to Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> 
Carlos, do you Sorry, think... what, what were we talking about? Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> nah, I'm just teasing, man. Uh, yeah, I'm with Corey. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, if we can't have fun, what's the whole point, right? Really, um, what's the point anyway? <laughs> so, the the question is whether prefer to see it on the big screen versus the Disney Plus. Well, so we know that they're they're showing us some stuff, <clears throat> like from like they're talking about the big screen projects. But I don't know if it's going to be limited to a look at the Rise of Skywalker, or if they'll slide something in about future projects on the big screen. Because they do say, like it says, and get a, a peek at the exciting slate of live action projects, which officially really only means the rise of Skywalker post. at the moment. Oh, but what I, when I when I read the article, like I almost I don't feel like it alluded. After I read it again, I was like, ah. Uh, but at first, I kind of thought it was alluding toward um, like a Disney Animation Studios or Pixar movie wars well they did they did say mention star wars specifically anyway we'll we'll see what happens um i i'm you know they they showed a, a behind the scenes clip of um the last jedi in 2017 at uh, at d23 so there is precedent to expect uh, something similar for the rise of skywalker I might get like a sizzle reel or something. Yeah, that'd be pretty. Uh, yeah, uh, whatever they give us, uh, obviously, I'll be very happy about it, and we will talk about at length. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm greedy, and <laughs> I want them to tell exactly. me more. <laughs> but the month, uh, of course, I mean, by that time we may already know because I, I believe, at least the rumor is, I think making Star Wars had reported that uh, Lucasfilm is going to have a panel at San Diego Comic-Con. I may be wrong about that, but I, I believe that was a report. So hopefully, hopefully we do learn some new stuff at San Diego Comic-Con and we can build off that for, for D23. But yeah, some busy, busy times coming up this summer, which I thought would be a complete wasteland in terms of news, but we should be, we should get some stuff soon enough. All right, so there's the news for the week, if you want to call it that. Um, here, here's a question I threw out on uh, Twitter, and I put it in our Facebook group. I thought it was an interesting, interesting question. I, I want to see what you guys came up with. So, uh, you've been given a golden ticket to Lucasfilm. You get to sit in on a meeting and hear the powers that be discuss and decide upon the one thing you want to know about with regards to Star Wars. So what guys is that guys what is that meeting about? It could be about anything. You will sit in, in on the meeting and when you walk out you will know something that nobody else outside of that room is supposed to know. Carlos I'll I'll, I'll start with you first Carlos. What do you what do you what do you want them to talk about? What do you want to listen in on? So the thing I want to ask is what specifically are you taking from Legends and making canon? 
give me that one piece legends that you guys you you threw everything out but you kept one thing in mind knowing eventually this is coming back i want to know what that is hmm that's a that's a good one things that are like oh we're gonna take this guy this storyline and kind of mish mash them all together well they they could blow the doors off with any knights of the old republic or or the old republic type story they were we're adapting all or reintroducing all of these characters or a handful of these characters which would confirm reports that that we've been hearing lately about those those movies coming but that is uh that's a good one. It's Corey, what do you have? Uh I'm just gonna rattle off a few quick no, Kenobi thing. The one yeah. the one the one uh the one thing. Jesus, it's really a toss up, Kyle. <laughs> uh everything again. Give me everything. I want everything. <laughs> the- the answer is again, like it's kind of like fluid, pending on what we have on the horizon, right? So, like this answer can always change, but of course, Christ. today, what is what is your answer today? Uh, the one thing that about Star Wars, about the future of it, uh, something behind the scenes that you go, I know, it's just uh, I'm having a hard time just choosing between. Uh, whatever, I'm gonna go with where's Ezra? Where's Ezra, and will we have? future stories involving him that's nice. a, that's nice. good that's a fair answer yep oh yeah i i really want to know and and you would leave that meeting knowing everything that they know to this point that's all what about you kyle uh like for me i would i'd love to sit in on on this a conversation as as they try to nail down what star wars is as a property beyond the Skywalkers. And this is something I, I'm gravy training off, off a, a thought that Ryan Johnson mentioned in uh, when he, when the news broke that he was getting his own movies, there was a, something he said in there um, about like, what would star Wars look like uh, beyond the I, I, I iconography of the Skywalker saga. So for me, like I, I'm interested in knowing how they'll approach for you know for one thing the music, like and and like the, the use of this uh, the classic Star Wars logo, is that going to stick around for future Star Wars movies? And so I mean it it becomes like a a, a conversation where I'm listening in on like the branding and marketing of it, and so like do they think they need to keep those legacy characteristics of the star Wars franchise or do you give it a, a, a fresh new look, reboot all of it for a new era. And and that conversation fascinates me to no end. Because I think that's, I, I think that's a huge thing. Like if you go to a star Wars movie expecting to see an opening crawl with that same music and you don't get that, <laughs> is it still star Wars? And I, I would love to hear them discuss that. I would love, love, love to hear them discuss that. Because I, I, I wonder where they're going. For sure, like Carlos, do you think they're they're definitely talking about that, right? Well, I would hope so. Yeah, I mean, if, I, I, I would, I gotta well, imagine at some point they've had that that discussion. Yeah, like what if what are you doing? 
Like, uh, that, that's the whole point. Like, what we see should be probably 5% of what's going on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we see the tip uh, I mean, of the iceberg. It's, it's uh, the con, like, as a content creator, I mean, uh, you don't, uh, yeah, I like to share some of the, my brainstorming sessions and some thoughts and, and things that I, I like to do. Let's say, I mean, with the example, and I know Dave Donovan is going to love this with my uh, Patreon campaign. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, still, it's um, that things have to be thought through. It's not just verbal. There, there, there's. There's brainstorming sessions before I brainstorm, you know, so that it's, it's, it goes through multiple. And um, I would hope that a, a juggernaut of a company <laughs> worth trillions of dollars, uh, you know, maybe not, maybe not trillions, but uh, billions of dollars. Yeah, g- give it is, a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man Far From Home is going to. Uh, no, but anyways, it's just, um, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. There, there, there's, there's a cavalcade probably of, of people working behind the scenes when things that we'll never see. Yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely. And I, 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 yeah, with regards to like, again, things like the music. I wonder if the, if they if arguments get heated or if that's like a quick conversation. What do you guys think? Do we need to? Does the music need an overhaul? And do they get? Do some people get real passionate and say, "Yes, we need new music. We have to leave this behind. It's too attached. It's too ingrained into that. It means it, it's too stuck with the Skywalkers. People will automatically associate it, and we're trying to disassociate from that. So we need. New signature music to disassociate. I'm fine with that. I'm definitely fine with that. Sometimes there's too much is too much nostalgia is not good. No, you know, nostalgia needs to be like grappa. Okay, <laughs> it's one shot every six months, <laughs> or else you, or else you get sick. See, I'm not like that one. I I feel like they need to keep like the opening title, and the force theme, and everything else can go. But I, you know, I I can probably be convinced otherwise. Or you know, if, if they do choose, I guarantee at some point this will become a thing that we talk about in fandom. And whatever the answer is, there will be some hot takes on either side. They should have done new. This is stupid. It's not going to, it's, it's going to feel too, too clingy to the old and, and vice versa. This is not my star Wars hashtag change.org. <laughs> it's, it, we're going to see all of that all over again. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, but I, th- I threw this question out on, on to our Facebook group and on Twitter. Some, some, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Some good answers. So uh, Tyler Buck said, something I've always wanted to know the exact answer of, what is the Force? What created it? What's the laws of the Force? How does it work, etc.? Now, I don't know that we'll ever get the answer to that, but that's it, there's no ground rules to this conversation, so you can... I think it should be like, like limitless. Like I kind of have one of the, my options here was like the genesis of the Force, which similar kind of lay the groundwork as to what it is exactly 
Yep. Yeah. Uh, Nathan said R2's origin. Very simple. But hey, that's a that's a good one. Shmi built built him. Wow. <laughs> uh, Plagueis is another answer. Uh, Jeff Kelt said, I need to sit down and discuss what the complete storyline, characters, world, script, everything that Lucas had fleshed out before the purchase from Disney. I need to know what ideas and concepts were kept and why others were discarded and which ones are being saved for the future. I'm not asking for much. No, just everything. No. <laughs> <laughs> that is that, uh, that, we'll that's never, a great question. That's a great question because we will never, ever get these answers unless... Shut up, Kyle. <laughs> I want. I, I've talked about this in the pod previously, and I really would love to know what Lucas had planned for uh, episode seven, eight, nine. I think that would be really interesting. Well, he's, he's you know, talked about it a little bit. Yeah, but I don't know. I just want more, man. Like, I know it would kind of like probably not be good for Disney to do that. But nope. <laughs> at least give us a little more information, possibly. It'd be a bad idea for them to talk about that. Uh, Mr. Jeffrey Fishback says Enfys Nest, origin or just a continuing story. Uh, and here's another good one. That, another one that, that Nathan gave. The original plans for Jar Jar's role in episodes two and three. Ooh. I have a real curiosity for what the original plan for Binks was. Like that is fascinating to me, and it's it's. He's more... gonna be. Uh, remember the whole Darth Banks thing. Yeah. Darth Jar Jar. I don't know about no, that. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think that was part of the plan. No, but I I, I think Rob and Brad spoke about it a few weeks back on, on TSW, and I can't remember which of the two said it, but it was spot on that the way he was uh, so central to the Phantom Menace. And then dialed way, way back in Attack of the Clones. It makes you wonder if he was originally planned to be on Geonosis. Because a lot of the humor that 3PO performs in those scenes feel a lot like Jar Jar jokes. And I I thought that was a really great point. And I wonder if George just said, oh god, I gotta get... I have to... I can't put... I can't do another round of Jar Jar hate. I'm going to dial him back and these funny moments I can I'm going to give them to 3PO. And so Which I, was a mistake. Yeah, you know, whatever. If you if you like it, great. If not, whatever. The kids love it. Um Rick has a, has a barn burner here. He says, I really want to know if, with all the technical advances we see in the fictional galaxy, does flannel exist in Star Wars? I mean, really. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the maker wears flannel every day. There has to be a planet filled with a flannel skin species. Are they called Lucasians from planet Flannelor? I need <laughs> to know. <laughs> oh, boy. That's, uh, yeah, hey, Rick said it, not me. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, so Ashik says, John Kasdan leverages the recent Make Solo 2 Happen campaign into a meeting to revisit the idea of a Solo 2 sequel and how they they can make that happen. That's pretty cool. Like, I, I would love to hear if that campaign made its way up the ladder 
at Lucasfilm and if they if they had a meeting about that at all. Or if it's just like, yeah, yeah, we heard, we know, we saw it, file it, forget it. I'd love to know what kind of impact that made beyond the tweets. Uh, Ashik also says the episode nine meeting where they decide who gets to say the iconic line. I have a bad feeling about this. Uh, so who, who do you guys think will say it? Uh, give it to one of the oldies, maybe. Who said it in The Last Jedi? It was oh, BB-8 BB-8. at the beginning. Yeah, BB-8. Maybe, maybe Lando. It kind of sounds a bit cliche, but it's the end of it all. I don't see Lando saying that. It's too cool. He's too cool to say that. Yeah, but he, he can say it in such a cool way. The way he's laughing in that trailer, he's not bothered by anything. <laughs> That's a good question. I, I'm going to go with... Give me Jenna. I think I think Jenna's gonna say it. I think a noob is gonna get it. Really? <laughs> yep. That's not good. <laughs> Does it really matter? <laughs> no, it doesn't actually. Well, we we probably somebody will probably make a stink about it. Uh, I'd like to see it being one of the uh, first order people. It'd be a good way. So. Imagine, like, if Hux said it. Yeah, something like that. Hux or uh, what's his name? Terrible Legion. idea, Corey. It'd be cool, man, to r- wrapping up the whole saga. You know, I don't think we've ever seen anyone from the Empire say it. We can't have our expectations subverted like this, Corey. Hashtag not my Star Wars. <laughs> uh, flipping over to Twitter, Mister Salvatore wants to know about the Kenobi movie, as do we all. Uh, Stubaka, a Disney Plus 10-episode live-action series set between Empire and Jedi, recasting all the major players. Uh, Kigo. Kigo steps to the plate, says, My luck, it'll be about the parking situation and who keeps parking the purple Cadillac in JJ's spot. Turns out, it was an exciting meeting, as the caddy is owned by Leroy, the local pimp, and he's looking <laughs> for a new class of girl. He wants 3PO to come work for him. Uh, Everyone agrees. I'm Carlos would never let that happen. <laughs> this is for Jeffrey Fishback. I'm not a parent. <laughs> um, as one in the force replies, today I would want to hear all about the plans for bringing the Old Republic era to the screen, both cinematic and television. Do we get Darth Bane, Revan and Bastila, Valkorian? Will we see the origin foundation of the Jedi on Tython? Tomorrow might be different. Uh, and then... Uh, Patrick Covey at Gannon136 has one that kind of lines up with mine. Uh, more transparency on future projects and what's to come would be nice. Everything doesn't need to be secretive necessarily in this modern era to get us excited. So there is, uh, there's the answers that you guys threw out at us, and we thank you for that. But if you, if you, if you did listen to this and you do want to still throw your ideas in, you can send that to uh, you know, coordinates are at the end of the show. So hang around for that. All right, guys, we're going to wrap up the show with the aforementioned Jeff, his Commonwealth, Star Wars Commonwealth, uh, the night question of the month. 
This is a good one. This one is bound to be chaotic. But uh, Jeff's question this month is, if the Force were real, what percentage of people in the world that could use the Force do you think would be seduced by the dark side? Especially being that the dark side of the Force is mostly based on emotions and passion. Have fun with that. Can't wait to hear your answers. Oh boy. Carlos. <laughs> okay, what so do you I did say? the math. I did the math on this. <laughs> and um so I looked uh online to see uh what was the percentage of force users in the Star Wars galaxy. And the the question is muddled. Uh there's uh, from what the the Jedi were um uh well i think you kind of muddled the question there kyle the the question is actually what percentage of people in the world could use the force and do you think you would be seduced by the dark side okay let let me finish my point then (laughs) so uh in the star wars galaxy there it's between one and ten percent of beings in that galaxy um have some to- type of force ability. Okay. Now, if you trans translate that to, and I'm going to, I'm going to play low ball. I'm going to go 1%. So there's 8 billion people on planet earth. That means there are 8 million force users. Now, when you break down further, the amount of people in the world right now, who suffer from some type of personality disorder, be it sociopathy, um, uh, narcissism, or borderline personality disorder, you're looking at 12% of the population. Okay? So that's 12% of 8 million. Okay? And these are people that are diagnosable, like real personality disorders, who only think about themselves. So though that 12% of 8 million, we're going to do the math right now. Okay? So... That's eight zero 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 times point one two. It's nine hundred and sixty thousand people. That would be Sith. <laughs> okay, and that's not including just selfish a holes. So out of that eight million, we're looking probably, and I'm going to say conservatively. Probably 60% of that 8 million would probably be a dark side users. That's 4.8 million people on this planet. <laughs> you are putting numbers to basically what I'm thinking. <laughs> yes. I, exactly. I, and you're being conservative. I'm I'm just gonna go flat out and say the large majority would be seduced. Absolutely. I would say probably out of 8 million, probably 7.4 million would be dark side people. But the problem with that, uh, or maybe not the problem, the, the, the shining light to that part is that um, a lot of these dark side users would probably end up fighting themselves for power. So they'd, they'd be taking themselves out. And the people who are on the light side would be fighting for truth and justice 
and for bal- to restore balance. Yeah, but so those people have- only make petitions. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't, no, those are some of the dark side people. <laughs> That's my point. They only see things through their own spectrum. Their, their own spectrum. They, they, they're, they have zero empathy for other people. Their opinion is the only thing that matters. They're part of the dark side. So it's it's a very... When I read the question, I'm like, oh, man, this is such an awesome question. And I started doing the math. I started doing the math. And I got depressed. <laughs> because it's not pretty. Oh, God, no. It would be an absolute gong show. Oh, yeah. Now, if I had to say whether I would... I'd be a great Jedi. Which is not a thing. It is a thing. You know it's why? Because I'm, I make it a thing. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I would yeah. make it a thing. No, no, uh, seriously. I would be uh, like a Mace, a Mace Windu type. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's hard to say. Like, I, I, I wanted to ask Jeff for clarification on the question, but I figured, uh, whatever, let's just, let's just roll with it. So like, he says, like, how many, what percentage do you think would be seduced by the dark side? That's not the question you sent us in the group. Yes, it is. Okay, I'll read it for you. The for- If the Force were real, what percentage of people in the world that could use the Force do you think would be seduced? Oh, did you just change this? No. Oh my God, Corey, it's called read RTFQ. I didn't change anything. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> RTFQ. It was just edited. Sure. No, it was not edited, sir. It's been the same. I, I read it to you like two minutes ago, exactly from the same document. I didn't touch oh, anything. You skipped over a couple of words, Corey. Yeah. Right. You, you misread it. Mm-hmm. It's all or, right. Or it's you can just... just go straight to the source and read Jeff's post in our group and read it from there. I should have screenshot that. <laughs> Corey, just because you can't read doesn't mean you have to go blaming other people. Mm-hmm. You've already been exposed once as not paying attention. Who's to say uh, it hasn't happened again? Yeah, no. I'm paying attention too much now. I know. You missed it. You missed it. It's all right. It's all right. <clears throat> so anyway, like I was saying, I so when Jeff says seduced, that just that could, does he just mean like wooed by it and you dabble and then walk away or seduced and fall? You know, mm. I, I think everybody, every single one of us at some point would like succumb to like a, a dark impulse and, and and do something with the force that would, you know, make your master very grumpy, like levitating fruit. <laughs> <laughs> but man, like if, if I were if I was a user, force user. Man, like in traffic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, the Bill Burr rage would come out. <laughs> like I, like the person trying to cut in front of me, that person would just feel a little thing, get a little tight around the collar. You know? For sure. Like, I, for sure, I want to just give that guy a little choke around the throat. Or, it or, depends, though. Like, like, think about it. If it were an actual thing, for sure, there'd be some kind of academy. You'd be at birth most likely like separated from your parents or whatever it is, you'd be taken somewhere. 
to be conditioned, most likely. Something along those lines, like they want to have this thing under control for the most part. But yes, I, I, would, I think a certain amount of people would also. Everybody. Not a certain amount. Everybody. Everybody would dabble. Uh, yeah. How many, or or I, how many would dabble, dabble versus like, how many would go Sith? That's it. That's the whole thing, right? And, and like Carlos said, even if it's a small percentage, we're still talking about you know full-on sith being all, like like a, a million of them we're done if that happens it's over even if it was 0.1% you're still talking about 800,000 dark side users it's over we're done we're wiped off the map yeah for sure would be there'd be slavery well there'd be more slavery in the world like this this world would be in in ruins within a week like, if we all woke up tomorrow morning, able to use the Force, by Friday, it's over. This The world is done. <laughs> yeah, if it happened like that, but again, like, I feel like if there was some kind of, something in place where they had their handle, like, a handle on it, you know, yes, again, it would be dangerous, and it could definitely minimize the the damage, anyhow, or the amount of people that can... That will t- would turn. Like, gotta get a Yoda. You need a Yoda like, on your team. What if you went to like a pro sporting event, and one of the players from the other team gets a penalty shot? You're going to tell me you're not going to reach out with the force and, and it move depends, the, man. Move like the puck. If, if you're <laughs> throw, you know, move, if you're like, an actual just, Jedi, if you're an actual Jedi, no, you're not going to do that. But. If you have like a title and a responsibility with these powers, well, you, you might. Yes, you're a Jedi. Is Qui Gon an actual Jedi? Yeah, he's an actual Jedi. Did he not influence a game of chance that was not going to go his way? Yeah, no, I would totally be a Qui Gon esque Jedi if I had to. For, like, I would walk that fine line. You know what I mean? I, so I would you would basically so, yeah, break the mold. You would mess with the pro sports event. <laughs> uh, no, not not to benefit me. Like, if it were for something for the greater cause, but it wouldn't be for me. But like. I'm well, now we fall. Now we bitch, fall down you know? a rabbit hole, right? Because if when they roll that dice and they say, "Well, let fate decide," the will if the if the will of the force controls everything. When Wada rolled that dice, no, because the d- dice was weighted, was it? And Qui Gon knew that. Is really? Yes. Is that true? That is true. It was that's why what do you think anyway how does Qui-Gon know that? That, from that of course he's a Jedi you idiot he knows that <laughs> wow, this is getting hardcore <laughs> really so Qui-Gon looks at that dice and goes oh that's a loaded die exactly he knows it's a loaded die so basically it kind of one cancels out the other yeah because he, because the thing is is that Watto calls it right it's kind of like Two-Face when I... he calls the heads I do this tails you do that or whatever he's calling it, but he knows that as Even he rolls that it, it's probably going to turn up red. You're so highly Qui-Gon underestimating just... Qui Gon. That's for damn sure. I can buy that. That Watto uses a, a a loaded die. I don't buy that. Qui Gon just goes, "Oh, that's loaded." I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's canon. Yeah, he, I don't know. Well, hold on. I have a question. This this is this is a deep question. Now we're going deep cut here. So, Qui Gon tries to use the Jedi mind trick. On Watto. And it doesn't work because of his species, right? Only money. Only money. But does Qui- is 
can Qui-Gon still read his thoughts as a Jedi? Maybe he can't influence him, but can he read his thoughts? Because if he's able to read his thoughts, and then maybe he knows that the die is loaded because Watto knows that the die the, 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 the die is loaded. But isn't is there an instance in the movie too where we see that the die is loaded prior to that? I feel like there's some kind of clue in the movie that lets us know that Qui-Gon knows. I, I just can't so. pick it off right now. But Qui-Gon knows, and that's for damn sure. It's not like he just said, that's a fair dice and I'm going to cheat. Like, he knew he was cheating, so Qui-Gon just, you know, putting a little more chance to it, like, kind of cancels each other out. I, th- I think the only you place you would find line. that info is, is like, in the novelization. Because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty certain sure that's the watching case. the movie, you, there's nothing in the movie to suggest that it's a loaded dice. I mean, it's, it's the one and only time you see that chance cube is, is in that one scene where he's just like, here it is, and I'm just going to throw it on the floor. Maybe it is, but it's clearly evident in the way that he speaks that the, the dice is loaded. Yeah, the way he says it. He says it like a creepo. Well, it's, it's, you get the boy uh, red. He's mad. It's like, <laughs> can, can you be any more? Like, you know? And, I don't know. And, the, and his reaction, too. Like, he was like, mother. <laughs> Yeah, he he definitely did not like. He wasn't expecting that. to lose. He wasn't expecting to lose. Not that he doesn't like losing. It's because he was like, I, he he won, and in his head, he had already won. Yes, exactly. Well, he's giving up a slave in that bet if Anakin wins. Yeah, but he wanted to keep Anakin anyway. Watch the movie again, Kyle, because it's clearly evident. <laughs> it's not clearly evident. There's no there's, wow. You can't I say got that. that from day one. Day one. Dice is loaded. You can uh, hashtag convince me otherwise. <laughs> not gonna happen. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying there's nothing in the movie to suggest that, other than my read on the Watto character is that he would do that, which is fair. But there's nothing. And everything he's, it's the way he says it. Just like Carlos says, it's all like a, everybody knows. The whole audience knows. Everybody knew Kyle. Yeah, I, I think I think it's clear that he 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 sets it up that way because he knows that he's not gonna lose Anakin. Exactly. Like, and when and losing to it too, he's like. Like he was, it doesn't make a difference because you're not gonna win the race. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> he knows, man. Like he, he was like something was up there. Like he knew that he was supposed to win, and him losing was like, oh. Yeah, I, I, that's that is uh, that's an interesting one. But still, it's it's still you're still kind of influencing. It depends on the thing. Like again, if you're trying to biff Tannen the galaxy far far away then yeah you're gonna fall down the sith pass but if you're you know trying to help a family uh or something like that you know what i mean if you're trying to do right by people there's a fine line you can walk in that sense i find all very interesting questions oh Uh, absolutely um uh, go ahead carlos no i was just gonna say either way we're outnumbered there's no way. There is no way that uh, we're going to be able to survive that. No, no, no. It's it's over. If if the force were a real thing, humans are done. There's too many selfish people. I mean, even I people survive. who. No, you wouldn't. You'd be you'd be done in three hours. No way. Absolutely. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'd be like Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> it's like where's Ezra? Where's Corey? 
at the bottom of a lake. That's where. <laughs> like Ang, though. Like I froze myself. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I came back a hundred years later, saved the world. Wow. Yep. Corey's extra high today. <laughs> I'm just tired, man. Well, I think there's you know, there's a new character in canon that I think if if we see more of this person, a lot of people would will gravitate to. He's his name is Rail Avaros, and he's from Master and Apprentice. Speaking of Qui Gon, um, he's a Jedi, but he and he was brought to the Order later than usual. But if you think that Qui Gon was sort of a a renegade, like this guy Avaros puts that to shame. Like he's the closest thing to air quotes gray Jedi that I think exists in in new canon. Well, Kinlon Voss. No, he's Jedi. Yeah, he is. But he's also different. Yeah, no, he's not. He didn't have that rebellious streak, I don't think. Well, he didn't. Uh, definitely didn't abide by the rules, more or less. Like, he really always did his own thing. He was just different. Now, I'm not super familiar with Quinlan Voss. But anyway, the, like, Avaros, he, like, he smokes, he drinks, he gets laid. Um, but yet he still uses his Jedi teachings and, and tries to... Do What's it. his name again? Rail Avaros. Kind of this guy's my kind of guy. Well, Rail. that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> People are responding to this character in, in the, uh, you know, the, the aftermath here of, of Master and Apprentice. They're like, yeah, I like this guy. This, is, this guy's, you know, a reasonable fellow. Also a Dooku apprentice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was one of Dooku's apprent- apprenti- apprentices. But I, th- I think he would be a good uh, representation of of what a lot of us regular people would would be if if the force were real. Like we would just use the force, you know. We we would generally still try and be good people, but yeah, a little extra here and there on the side. Hey, maybe I'll use the force for this too. Uh, you know, yeah, a little bit. You know, I got myself a Ferrari. Got a. Yeah, you definitely be the dark side, Carlos. Man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. You slipped down that slope. <laughs> Hashtag meat. Man. Yeah, <laughs> as as if Corey wouldn't go to a con and be like, "Hey, guy, uh, let me. Can I have this black series figure? Uh, come on, what are you asking for it? Uh, Eighty bucks. I'll give you ten. You you're gonna sell it to me for ten? Nah, I'd haggle with him for real at first, and then you would mind trick him. Not necessarily. Of course you would. I wouldn't do it to the first guy anyway. I'd go look around. I'd hunt. Maybe you'd, by the end of the con. Yeah, you'd levitate the, 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 the goods into your knapsack from 50 feet away. <laughs> yeah, Corey, you'd be you'd be done in a week, in, in days. No way, man. I'd break the rule, the mold, man. And rewrite what it would mean to be a Jedi. <laughs> no, that, that's not Jedi. It's not. All right. Well, um, well, Corey, where, where did you answer the question? Uh, no, but I was kind of in the same line of you guys. Like, I was kind of thinking at first. I was like, oh, you know, like I was kind of around the ten million marker worldwide by the end of it all. But I was like, oh, like even that seems too much, man. Like, I feel like it should be rarer than that. Like, even dial that back because if you think about it, like. Even in that galaxy far, far away, there's 
so many planets with so many people and there was like maybe at the height of its power 10,000 Jedi so even if people... yeah, but the Jedi, the Jedi, the thing is, is that they they rejected a lot of people, and some people they found too late to, to start their training. So yeah, there's always those variables, like and but I think a big variable here is, you know, I was gonna say George Shatter, so but there there are people that have higher counts of metachlorians than ordinary people, but they're not necessarily. Jedi material, you know what I mean? Yes, they're they're intuitive and they probably have a one up on everyone else, but at the same time, they're just not at a level where it's they're easily trained to do the things that Jedi need to do or something like that, you know? Yeah. So I, if that were the case, I would like to think, you know, put it in a grand perspective of things. I would really like to draw that number back down to like maybe. 20,000 worldwide, you know? Even at that, that's, you're still in, in a lot of trouble as a, as a planet. Oh, yeah. Those, these people are dangerous. Because also, Danger. like, the, the force is available to everybody. It's not, it's not just, you know, certain people that can tap into it. It's, it's there for everybody if they so choose. Oh, get off it, Kyle. Come on. Wow, I would, I would love just, to sit you down with George Lucas and just watch you argue till you're blue in the face over things he's already said. <laughs> it's it's so clear to me that that's not the case. It's. Uh, but it doesn't matter what you say because you're arguing something with the guy. So who what are metachlorians then? What are metachlorians? I don't know. Ask George Lucas. Go 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 argue with him. Exactly. I'm not going to argue on his behalf <laughs> with somebody who can't but, be yeah, argued with. For someone like your Han Solos and your Finns and anyone to be able to use the Force, maybe that's how this this whole trilogy ends or this whole sequel trilogy ends. But if that's not the case, that's a load of crap. Wow. Would you say that to Lucas's face? Hey, George, that anybody can use the Force is a load of crap. Would you say that? Pretty much. When you, when you have the Metachlorians involved in this whole thing now, like there's a reason why these people at birth are saying, "Okay, you're in the the empire or the republic's infrastructure. Your baby has the force, very strong in the force." Like there's a reason why these babies are chosen. Granted, I, put it to me this way: until they break the character, they said this is just your ordinary Joe. He has no force potential, but he's gonna be a Jedi one day. And God done it, he did it. Like until that day comes along, I'm I'm gonna stay with the whole medical learning thing. <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm not gonna argue on George's behalf. He's already made his case. You and George, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bad guy to align with when it comes to Star Wars. He has no idea what he's talking about. Well, he muddied the waters with the whole medical learning thing, and that's a fact. Okay. You don't think so? You think it's cut and dry? No, I don't think it's cut and dry. I'm just not going to willingly tell somebody the story they made is is or the rules that they've set for their universe are are wrong. They're well, again, when 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 I see it on screen and in any story ever in Star Wars, then I'll start believing it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm. Hey, I'm looking. I I just took out the Phantom Menace novel. Nice. I just found the section of the novel, which Corey will probably accuse me of editing. Uh, but here, <laughs> here is the, uh, the the part where they Watto throws the chance cube. Then he abruptly, then abruptly, he reached inside his pocket and produced a small cube, which he tossed from one hand to the other as if it were too hot to hold. We'll let fate decide. Blue is the boy, red it's the mother. Watto cast the cube to the hangar floor. As he did, Qui-Gon made a small, surreptitious gesture with one hand, calling on his Jedi power to produce a small inflection in the Force. The cube bounced, rolled, settled, blue side facing up. Watto threw his hands up angrily, his eyes turning narrow and sharp. There you go. Definitely loaded. We all agree. Great. <laughs> yeah, there's lots there to suggest that it's loaded. Lots well, there. in one paragraph, maybe. I mean, you know. <laughs> wow, the head cannon is powerful with this one. It's cannon. Uh-huh. Period. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hashtag not my dice. Yeah. Loaded dice. Load of crap. That's what it is. Oh. Jeez. Watch that movie again. Spicy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should. I need to watch it again. I have to have Corey lecture me and all this. <laughs> Put toothpicks under your eyes, man. Corey, again. you know who you are in the Star Wars saga? Again. You're Wedge. You're just, <laughs> sorry. That That's who you are. In in the Star Wars saga, you're not a Jedi, you're not a Sith, you're Wedge. He's Biggs. Oh, come on. I like Biggs too. Uh, it's, it's an honor to be both, to be honest. <laughs> really? Yeah, man. Dude, you'd be like a space pimp. You, the only cool thing about Biggs is that he has a Lego figure. That's the only thing cool thing about Biggs. <laughs> and he's got a cape. His, his role was kind of squandered, to be honest. There was some potential there to develop him and Luke's relationship. Was it though? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It I mean, definitely could have made his loss a little more significant. Well, see, once again, you would disagree with George Lucas because they did have those Dantooine scenes where Luke and Biggs talk at length and you, you see the, I remember the that. Depth I remember them from the, from the, uh, that children's novel. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and the pictures uh, were there that deemed unfit for the final cut. So once again, you are at odds with the maker. No, that's fine. I mean, <laughs> what he gave us was great, but I'm just saying I would have liked more. More Star Wars is better. Uh, no one's going to argue with that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is it. Uh, Jeff, I I hope um, this winding conversation answered your question, but the, really the, the answer is whatever Corey says it is. Yeah, loaded dice. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, that is, uh, that's going to do it for this week. If, if you want to be a part of a future episode of the podcast, just send your questions to tumblingsaber at gmail.com. And uh, if, you, if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to support us, then uh, leave us a review on iTunes or your podcast platform of choice and share us with your friends. That is the best way to help us grow and get noticed and, and bring more people into the fold. And so let me also shout out our good friend Rob Wade for endorsing this episode of the podcast as part of the E14 Endorse program, which you can learn more about at Emotionally14.com. And uh, you can also check out what Rob's doing there. Lots of great content if you like funny things, if you like laughing, if you like Star Wars. Uh, Rob's got a lot of stuff for you. 
and as well as um, as being part of the E14 Endorse program, there are a lot of other cool podcasts like our friends at the Nerd Room, which you can check out. And uh, then if you want to check out more of our about our friends, you can find them at the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Our website is starwarscommonwealth.com. And you can also find us on iTunes as a podcast provider. Eight podcasts, of which we we are one of them, but there are other podcasts to check out. Everybody doing some really, really good work through these dry days of, of Star Wars summer. So go check that out at starwarscommonwealth.com. And uh, as we like to say, take your first step into a larger world. And so with all that out of the way, Carlos, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at ccandidomusic. Uh, you can also follow my Twitter handle at the TOL podcast and uh, follow the streams uh, for uh, my heavy talkers podcast. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Carlos Candido and you can uh, uh, do like uh, Dave Donovan and uh, go check out the Carlos Creates Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash Carlos Creates. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Two minutes for instigating. <laughs> He brought it up first. <laughs> <laughs> he did it. What? It was him. He pushed me. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Corey? You know you can find me at Chop Rules with a Z on Twitter. And uh, definitely join us on our closed Facebook group. There's always something going on in there. And uh, it's a lot of fun to, to see what everybody's posting and thinking about Star Wars. Absolutely. Come join us there. And uh, you can find me in that Facebook group. You can also find me on Tumblr. Or not Tumblr. Jeez. Never, never, you'll never find me on Tumblr. You can find me on Twitter at Tumbling Saber as well as on Instagram. And uh, we'll, we'll hook up with you there. So that's it, everybody. Have yourselves an awesome week. Thank you for listening to episode 179. And we'll talk to you next week in episode 180. Have a good one. draws me closer to your place willing me through my dreams fall away signs blindly to the lines on your face beating strong Drifting, not relive this dream over and over and over again. Please don't leave my heart broken, bleeding. Don't believe it. breathing if only to see you next to me sleeping soundly smiling 
and over the strength I have you gave you bail and you run Why you running away? 